Hello again, Darius. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be back. Okay. Tell me, what are we going to discuss tonight? Conspiracy Theory, the movie by uh, Mel Gibson. I think it was back in 97. Yes, from 1997. Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts. So, uh, before we dive into the analyzing the movie and talking about it, can you tell me what was the plot of this movie? Plot of the movie, um, Mel Gibson, Jerry, his character name, he is under the impression that uh, the whole everything is a conspiracy and how the government is controlling us. They're planning all kinds of plot, you know, different plots, different things that are going to be happening. And Jerry has this hunch, this feeling that there's going to be an attack on the president. Something is going to happen to him in the movie. And so he starts to look for people that he can pitch this um, idea to this, this news to so they can stop anything from happening to the president and no one believes them. Until eventually, uh, he he knocks on enough doors that somebody comes through, um, and which will then um, starts this chain reaction of the government actually going after Jerry, because at the end it turns out that he used to be part of a project they had, so they had all this information programmed into his head. He had become a violent, dangerous, dangerous man for uh, government's own purposes, and that's what really is at the movie follows Jerry's life from the beginning, how he's portrayed as a crazy guy, all the way to the end that shows uh, he how he, um, how to say it, he actually was, you know, built by the government, ended up being against the government to bring them down themselves. So a product of their own that ended up destroying their own hard work and, you know, years of research as well. Okay, thank you. It, it was actually, I think, the original screenplay uh, was by Brian uh, Helgeland and uh, the story of a taxi driver who believes in conspiracy theories. What I'd like to talk about here is the fact that where did the term conspiracy theory originated? Do you know how they started this term? I think I read somewhere where people would come up with these scenarios, these theories of what the government is doing to us. And for the government to discredit those people and discredit these stories, they started calling them conspiracy theorists. That's exactly what I think that's where it came from. Now, I don't know if you have something else. No, I think that's that's how we started. And based on the uh, resources that I have studied, it was a term that uh, CIA started and called it, oh, no, these are just conspiracy theory. And, and they, they came up with this idea of conspiracy theory to discredit, basically, um, anybody or any ideas that goes against the uh, common narrative or the narrative that system wants people to believe anything against that it's going to be called conspiracy theory and you are a conspiracy theorist and uh, the interesting thing is uh, to to conspire it means to get together to plot something to plan something and do something right that's called yes. uh, conspiratorial you have heard different uh, things about conspiracy so, in fact, when you work in a company, you guys get together, you have weekly meeting or whatever, and you plan to do something, all of you together, that's conspiracy, right? Huh. <laughs> so, you always conspire with your 
colleagues and, and others to uh, act upon plans that you have. But conspiracy theory has this uh, negative connotation that, oh, okay, it's, it's bad. It's, uh, it's something negative. Whereas Even when you search the word, yes, it comes on, on Google, of course, Google. Uh, it comes of a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. So it already has that negative de definition slapped onto it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's conspiracy theory. And if you look at conspiracy theory, if we uh, dissect it a little bit more, if uh, let's get Jerry in this movie conspiracy theory. In the beginning, he talks to to the passengers of his taxi cab and he tells them all these different crazy things. For instance, when he tells the lady, hey, is this one of those new hundred dollar bills? You see this line in there. It's it's uh, uh, it's to find out where the where the bill goes or where the money goes. Or he talks about um, uh, putting Rockefeller uh, Center and the um, e exactly exactly putting chips in inside the animals. This is. Uh, just to start and normalize this in the society and later on put it in our bodies. Even the, just the first few minutes of conspiracy theory, just the beginning, right? The, the opening, which is at the same time they're running the credits while Jerry is driving in New York City and talks to different uh, passengers. Just that few minutes, right? Some of the things that he has said in there now are proven to be facts, not conspiracies. Exactly. Such as, such as Chip, right? Exactly, yes, very true. Um, chips, a, lo a whole lot of different stuff that he mentioned back in 97, you know, for the movie and all that. A lot of it is what we're living today, 100%. Yeah. The so silent it, helicopter, that was... Exactly, a whispering mode for helicopters. And I mean, that's what they used to bring down Osama. That's how they were able to capture him. They sent a couple of those helicopters uh, wherever they found them, I believe. It was those helicopters that went so they could go in silently and grab them. Exactly. One of them crashed and, you know, it was in the news that the, the uh, remaining of that crashed helicopter was immediately transferred to China. They, they were interested in how could they build a helicopter which works in a uh, whispering mode. Anyways... Oh, or maybe this is just a conspiracy theory. <laughs> so the other interesting point here was when we, towards the end of the movie, we realized after half of the movie, we realized that, wow, Jerry is not just a, a cab driver. He has a history and the history involves CIA and government and the infamous or famous uh, MK Ultra program. Uh, how much do you know about uh, MK Ultra? A little bit. There was something the government used to work on. They, it, it's last the last few things that I heard about it. It's been canceled for years, which yeah, I, I honestly don't believe in other conspiracy theory of itself. But it's uh, it was mind control program that the government was doing through brainwashing the, their uh, patients, turning them into these assassins, and just letting them loose and to do whatever they wanted to do. And actually, yeah, that's very true. MK Ultra was a real program that 
CIA had, and it was part of the program they they used to call it Manchurian Candidate, which CIA CIA has done a lot of crazy things. There is a book which, if I can remember the title, I will tell you about that. But the CIA was trying to see if they can. uh, through mind control, find someone to control that person, help them to become a high-level um, authority in communist Russia and the uh, Communist Party of Russia and probably push them to the level of, you know, highest, uh, highest uh, authority uh, in communist Russia and use that to um, destroy communism. So that was... We were to- that's what we were told, the Manchurian Candidate. And there's a movie from the uh, 50s by Frank Sinatra, Manchurian Candidate, which this uh, there's a group of soldiers. They are fighting in Korean War, captured by North Koreans, and they start working on, uh, you know, brainwashing these people and show them different pictures and through different techniques to turn them against their own friends and... Um, have them to kill them or commit different things against their will. So MK Ultra has been admitted by CIA that it was not a conspiracy theory. They actually did that. And through making different drugs, which LSD is one of those drugs. So using drugs and different methods, they could control people to commit uh, crimes or mm, put words in their mouth confess to things that they have not done. So this was a fact. And we uh, learn in this movie that Jerry was one of those people that they were uh, experimented on and uh, trying to build assassins, which was the uh, most important thing. It's like a, a remote control assassin. You can create these people, send them to kill anybody you want them to kill, and there is no trace of the perpetrator. Everybody says, okay, this was a so-called lone wolf came here and killed such and such, you know, political figure or uh, whatever target they have. That's that's very interesting. So, um, Crime, yeah. You don't need to evolve that, you know, as far as back as Frank Sinatra. One of the movies of Captain America, Winter Soldier, Bucky which is Captain America's best friend, he is in the movies, both of them, in several movies, he, it, it, was, it showed that he was part of MK Ultra by the Nazi, by German, Germans Nazi, not so much the Americans, but that, that's exactly what he was doing. He was being brainwashed, went out, ended up killing, um, what is it, I, Iron Man's parents. That was kind of the story. But as soon as they would say, say these special codes to him, his brain would automatically turn on to assassin mode and start going after that. So it was in a very recent movie. I, granted, it's a, oh, based yeah. off a comic, but there's definitely... I, I started to feel like all these movies that we're watching today that are showing this stuff, there's no, there's nothing comical about it anymore. There's a lot of truth to the movies they're showing, especially something with such big budget and such big actors. And that's what it was. It was something that was originating from the Nazi Germany, but that's exactly what he was doing, being brainwashed to be an assassin. Yeah, that that was a very interesting movie that you mentioned. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. And you see, this, is, this has always been dream of uh, governments to know their enemies, be prepared to 
you know, stand against them or know if they are up to something and preemptively attack them or opposed them from attacking the country or the government. It, it applies to domestic and international enemies, not necessarily foreign enemies. Sometimes governments, they see a faction in, in their population as their enemies and they want to make sure that they can control those as well. So one thing just came to my mind. That's very interesting. If you, uh, the word assassin, we hear mm. in this movie and MK Ultra. Um, can you tell me where that is started? You told me this before, <laughs> but it comes from the Persian word Hashishian, which was this group of elite soldiers the king used to have, and these guys would go out and kill the king's biggest enemies and uh, any threat to the country. They were the ones that would prevent it from happening. And for them to numb the pain or just, you know, get in, get their minds into doing what they were supposed to do, they would smoke hashish, which is a very strong yes. substance yes. that would just get them really high. So they were almost, you know, brainwashed for back then, for lack of better words, they were brainwashed to go and do what they were supposed to do. Exactly. So, and methods of brainwashing has always been around. And this Hashashin, which the, their leader, Hassan al-Sabah, is, I believe, he's one of the most famous characters of, you know, Persian and Iranian history everywhere. And a lot of people, they don't even know where they come from. But he he had MK Ultra. <laughs> in 8th century yes. right that was a, and the way they did it so everybody wanted to join this group Th the first requirement was castration because mm -hmm. they said if you are castrated you cannot be tempted by women or sex so any uh, weakness in man's body they have to destroy it including being tempted by women and deep and very in-depth sort of, it was a cult. There is no question there. Religious teachings and strong beliefs, very rigid, very opinionated. So ideologically, they prepared these people. Physically, they prepared these people. And when it was time for them to go kill someone, they used the hashish. So mentally, in fact, under influence of, their, in fact, they had DUI, right? under influence and they would go kill someone and they don't know anything and after they kill that person they would kill themselves so that's that that was the complete and perfect assassination system they created and then it, it was transferred i think other uh powerful people in other countries they say oh wow that's a, that's a great method of destroying your enemies so then it it was transferred to to the west but anyways i don't want us to go too far from the subject of this conversation which is conspiracy theory so and and we find out that jerry was right in the movie Jerry was right in the movie. Obviously, it's a movie, so a lot of things are based off a story, based off a um, script. But yes, Jerry was end up being right. And is and Jerry, it's it's a lot of people out there. It's a lot of everyday Americans, everyday citizens. It's not just a, a movie. A lot of these things, granted, they're labeled as conspiracy theory. Lots of it is true. It's coming true all the time. And more and more people, you see, they the. TV and the media tries to discredit these people as much as possible. If someone comes out and says something like that, 
they end up turning him into this monstrous of a person. They discredit them, throw him off a site. There is a lot of Jerry's out there, but you're not going to see them. And if you do, and if there's Jerry's running around, the government, just like this movie, will go after him, trying to take him out before they cause any more damage or harm. That's a good point. I want to argue about that. Do you think in our times... They actually go after people like this to destroy them physically, to to kill them or to assassinate them, or there are much better uh, you know methods to get rid of these people. Well, one person I often think about is Andrew Bright Breitbart. I guess Breitbart, I yeah, Breitbart. Yes, he vanished, and he wasn't really a conspiracy theorist. He he had a you know news column going on. He had actual solid facts that just didn't sit well with some government officials and he, he vanished i think during obama era he just yes you know, he went missing so i i think yeah they still he had a heart attack and died he had, yeah and he, i think it was in one of his books or once I, I i was listening to his audiobook he's like i'm a very healthy man he was a healthy person so a heart attack for a young healthy person like that it's very unlikely so it, i you see a lot of like these heart attacks all of a sudden happening a lot of people <laughs> come out and say hey yeah. i'm a healthy person if i go missing tomorrow you should know it was not a heart attack it was not overdose i you know so i i think they still go yeah definitely why not what's the difference between today and before um, no yeah I, I agree i agree it it could happen but i think the way they do it now it's very selective the command should yes. come from the order of eliminating someone has to come from very high ops and at many levels it it's a personal thing because i believe the general policy is we're not going to kill anybody we're not going to just go and assassinate someone we can discredit them true. nowadays there is social media we're going to ban exactly them from social media say. we're going to ridicule them we we control the media we can basically destroy a person you know a strip of all the rights and uh, you know financials and the career and everything they have in just a few days through the power of media so we don't need to kill this person unless there is something personal which there was some conspiracy theories about breitbart and who who actually ordered his death which it's the ultimate order that comes from i'm not going to mention exactly that. <laughs> no i i agree but uh, what you say as far as media and social media and all that goes it reminds me of the other movie enemy of the state with will smith i don't know if you remember that he oh, yes. had this government device you know that he didn't even know about in his bag and they tried to discredit him and they literally wiped him off the planet his credit card started you know was blocked he was portrayed as a crazy man he had to go take refuge with this yes. cia uh, gene hackman yeah to, uh, yes to try to prove his innocence and that was a very good example of how they can just destroy you you know into pieces so you don't have to you won't have anything left in you to fight back and you just have to accept defeat and move on. Very true. It doesn't take much. And the other dimension of this is manipulation of uh, public. So we are very malleable when it comes to our opinion. So public opinion can be swinged easily. They can make people to love someone, to hate someone, or to follow uh, yes. a plan versus a different plan, a person versus somebody else. And if some radical 
anomalies, some like uh, Trump comes up, exactly. does, it takes them more time to correct the system. But to me, it's like, to me, it's like a self-correcting system that has some laws and rules that uh, govern the system and it moves forward. It also learns from its mistakes. So if we don't take Trump seriously, he became the president. Now we have to fix it. So two years they had a Russian collusion and then they had impeachment. They had this, that and obstacles after obstacles after obstacles until finally with a pandemic, so-called pandemic, they destroyed him and it's never going to happen. So the, the system learned from its mistake that, okay, everybody is very serious. The threat is very serious. Now move forward and do the next. And I think artificial intelligence, AI, machine learning and technology has been a huge help to push forward agendas, which if you and I or people that they are not convinced but what they see on the surface and they want to at least scratch the surface and go see, okay, what's behind this beautiful picture? And they see, oh my God, there is a big hole in this wall. This is not just the beautiful painting. It's covering something else. So if anybody tries to do that, there are methods to destroy them, wipe them off, like you, like you said, wipe them off and discredit them so nobody believes them and that's what's been happening over the last 30 years at least but before that in most cases they used mk ultra to kill people for instance uh robert kennedy bobby kennedy was very famous in 60s he was running for president after his brother was assassinated john kennedy and he was in California, primary in California. He was in a hotel. Uh, someone came out of the kitchen. He was leaving the hotel after an event through the kitchen. Someone came out and um, shot him. He emptied his gun on uh, Bobby Kennedy and uh, he was killed. His name is Sirhan Sirhan. Ever since then, he's in jail. He never, ever, ever said that he remembers what happened. He said, I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. He never admitted. And there is a lot of evidence that he didn't do it. The uh, you know gunshots were from different angles and different things. But anybody that starts talking about this stuff like this, they say it's a conspiracy theory. Here is the guy, Sirhan Sirhan killed Robert Kennedy and Oswald killed John F. Kennedy, Lone Wolves for whatever personal reasons. But when you go deeper, when people start looking into the facts and collecting all the information, even scientific measurements of physical measurements of how these bullets came, uh, they find realities and facts that nobody can deny that. The first thing they get is this label of conspiracy theory. Yes, definitely. I agree. Yeah. So back to, back to the movie, I love the techniques that Jerry was using. Mm -hmm. In, uh, you know, he, he, he would come up with this uh, different plans to hide from people that they were pursuing him or see Julia Roberts in her house and, and different things that shows he was trained by the same people because he had exact counter actions that they would use. I wonder how those trainees would work today. Back in back then, 97, not so many cameras. There were still cameras around town, but 
the technology wasn't as far as advanced as it is today. So today, ATM machines can be hacked and have their cameras used as a surveillance camera. Any any, any cam, your phone, all these devices can become a type of surveillance that can capture someone within a matter of minutes now. And Jerry, back then, Jerry was able to get away because there just wasn't so many eyes on him as far as like AI goes. But now with all this technology that we have, I, I wonder what kind of training they're giving their people so they can stay kind of a ghost through the eyes that are out there yeah. right now. Is, is it still the same? Is it, is it any different? I, I wonder how technology has um, changed that. Exactly how it has changed the rule of this game for for any espionage activity from any country on any, you know, uh, counter information or whatever they do different countries. You're right. There are thousands of cameras everywhere. They can. There's face recognition. Yeah, you're right. That makes it even harder. Sometimes I feel like um, there is an unfair <laughs> battle between bank robbers and the FBI because it's very hard to plan to rob a bank these days compared to when you watch Bonnie and Clyde they run into a bank they get the money and they leave they can't do that there's not even money in the banks anymore so technology has definitely changed the rules of this game I was looking at some of the reviews of this conspiracy theory the movie and what's interesting is critics they gave it a score of 57% Okay, I saw that. Yeah, but viewers, moviegoers, they gave it a much higher percentage in, in that. And how do you usually measure a movie when you want when you want to watch a movie, say, okay, I wanted this. Maybe we talked about it, you go watch it, but if you are just you have the control and you're trying to find a good movie to watch, how much you get affected by the ratings by critics versus viewers. I don't really care so much for the critics' reviews anymore. They are they could be paid, they could be favoritism, it could be a whole lot of different factors that they are that bases their votes on movies. So I really don't care what they think about it anymore. It's just so easily manipulated, and it's it's. It's very easily controlled. These people, it's it's all about money, how much they get paid on. And also, they're told what to say, what not to say. Whether they should, even if they want to like a movie and give it a thumbs up, they still, there could be, you know, threads or anything else that would prevent them from doing it. So there's a whole lot of things. So I really don't think, care about too much about um, what the critics think. I just really go by off of what people's reviews are. And... Even the reviews are easily manipulated too now. There is, you can buy reviews. You can buy a five-star review for your product. Just go and pay $20 and you can have like 5,000 reviews (laughs) of five-star. Consumer reviews, yes, that's true. It it, has become down to reading what the preview is telling you and what the trailer is showing you. Based off that, I've been choosing my movies lately, not so much of what the reviews are. If you are looking at Amazon or other sites, when you're looking at reviews, actually read through them. When you first start reading, there's a whole lot of one-star reviews that are posted on products, movies, things like that, that are that the system, their machines always push it down to the bottom so you don't see it. I kind of just browse through those sometimes and it actually tells you what you're, about to, what you're about to get. So I, I read those a lot. And I kind of have to make my the decision of my purchase just based on what I think I should do. Luckily, you can refund easy, but 
re- return things. Um, but again, it has become to a point where you should be making decisions on whether or not you should watch this movie. It's just like the the olden days where you would go buy a movie, buy your DVD from the store and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was no one telling you. The sure, the ne- the guy next to you would give you his opinion, which I would say best opinion you could get. I would take that one opinion over the five six thousand reviews you see these days. That's very it's, good point. Yeah, it's uh, it's about what you, what you have to believe nowadays. Is you, you can't count on uh, AIs and others to to know what you should be doing next. Yeah, and you know there is a website Rotten Tomato that yes. they they give movies different scores and their critics. Also, there are some very good critics in different uh, magazines and newspapers, such as uh, New York Times, uh, Entertainment Weekly, San Francisco Chronicle. And there are others that sometimes there are columns they write about different movies and th- they put them out there. A lot of movies they didn't get attention from these critics became huge hits with audience or over the years, a few years later, became very uh, popular with audience. And I think Conspiracy Theory was one of these movies. Although they didn't give it a, a good a score in terms of critics, but viewers, I believe, I was reading someplace that they gave it, uh, you know, between B plus to A plus for the movie, wow. The Conspiracy Theory. Yeah, and uh, I think when we watch the movie, for the first, the movie is two hours, 15 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. It's a long movie. It was. Right? It is a long movie. For more than uh, half of the movie, you feel like it's just, okay, we know who Jerry is after five, 10 minutes of the movie. We know who he is in terms of what he thinks. But only in last 45 minutes, it's been revealed to us as viewers that, oh, okay, Jerry is victim of an experiment. Don't you think this movie could be a lot more attractive and faster, you know, with a faster pace if they had, you know, cut some of those, drag in some of those uh Chases in the New York City, uh, you know, running Absolutely. from uh, Patrick Stewart character. I forgot what was his name in the movie. They could make this movie shorter and make it even more attractive. Don't you think so? I agree 100%. There was a lot of unnecessary scenes in there. However, if they're going to remake it, I don't know how they're going to replace Mel Gibson. <laughs> no, no they can't. Really well. He was so, fantastic he was in fantastic that movie. fantastic in it. You yeah. can't find someone yeah. else to play like that. So if, if they're going to remake it, they really have to do their homework. Uh, otherwise, it's going to turn out to be another Matrix or you know, all the other movies they remake just I to make money off of it. So. I hope they don't do that. Yeah, it could be a very interesting, what's the word for it, jittery? And yes. someone like uh, like Jerry, very witty person, and uh, shows the contemporary paranoia of people, concerns the people have. Uh, but it was a little bit dragged on, and it could it could have a much faster pace. But overall, uh, I think I liked it. How? What score do you give it? I would give it a. Eight out of ten as well. Okay. And the reason is, I don't know how he was able to escape that 
men that mental stage that he was in. As the doctor said, as Patrick Stewart in the movie said, a lot of these guys that they use at the end, they got rid of. And it was just interesting to me that Jerry was one that survived. He came out. He started plotting back against them. He started working against them. And he even remembered what he was doing, too. So yeah, Slowly, he, yes. yes. Slowly, he mm-hmm. started remembering what he was doing. So it just... And I, I think that's because it's a movie. It has to have a happy end, ending at <laughs> yeah. the end. So that's uh, that's why I did it. But I don't. I I would say if that movie were to come out today, it would not be as big of a hit as it was back in '97, because today both I would say that both the critics and the viewers might be on the same page, agreeing with each other, just because how much we've been brainwashed in the past 25, 30 years <laughs> of right. how a lot of this stuff is fake. And we're all just, you know, at the end, it's like that movie we watched the other night. I forget the name of it, but the director came out and said, generation raised on cell phones. And yes. The generation yes. raised on cell phones is not going to believe that anymore because yeah, Ridley what Scott. the movie is yeah. talking about, we're living in it. So it's not going to be anything, oh, wow, that's great. Unless they start showing up new factors, new things as far as conspiracies going on. So changing the silent helicopter to an invisible helicopter or <laughs> yeah. things like that. That's when it might become interesting for them to see as like a flick to get a kick out of it. But still, at the end, the message will not be delivered the way it was delivered back in 97. Yeah, I agree with you. This... This movie uh, had some gems in it, such as uh, Mel Gibson was fantastic. And one of the reasons I think he was so great in this movie was because I think he believed in conspiracy theory. So, and uh, yeah, so I want to I want to finish this by this quote uh, in, in his book in 2003. It's called A Culture of Conspiracy. A political scientist by the name of Michael Barkin notes that a vast popular audience has been introduced by the film to the notion that to the notion that the U.S. government is controlled by a deep state whose secret agents are black helicopters, a view once confined to radical right, and today it has become mainstream and people talk about deep state everywhere well i think i recommend it do you recommend watching conspiracy theory absolutely yes i okay. highly recommend it and before we get off the phone you mentioned um serhan serhan i just wanted to look him up real quick he was just recently two days ago he was denied parole by gavin newsom which no surprise there but he was after how many years parole. over 50 years I, I, uh, it's been a while yeah I mean, yeah seven, i think seven, it's, it's well over 50 years so yeah. Or 58. Yeah. yeah. So put that in there. Well, that was another great conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you. Me Have a yes, good night. I and uh, yeah, I hope we do this again some other time. Take care. Sounds good. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.